right hook ray coming back with another episode of shooting the shit um last episode was a little rocky a little shaky but uh, that's gonna be quite a large bulk of these because i'm just i'm just shooting from the hip doing one take not doing multiple takes just because this is kind of nerve-wracking for me trying to break a lot of habits and anxiety so i just kind of power through it and hope it hope it comes out decent so bear with me um this episode is gonna be i know everyone's gonna go here it comes a little bit on wrestling just a couple of high points couple of takes but um ironically last at the end of last episode i'd mentioned that i started a a twitter account and a gmail account for for possible questions to hopefully have a Q&A mailbag episode someday and um our podcast I guess broke its question cherry because I got an email and it's not from anyone I know um excuse me I'll read it now so we can just start off with it that's actually a really good layered question um it's from Chris from Chris from Detroit uh, so thank you, Chris. Um, you're you're the very first one. Um, I appreciate it. You know, that it's so insane to think that a complete stranger actually actually listens, actually like listens to my podcast, and it's not someone I know or someone I had to plug it to or or whatever. Um, Chris asks, "Hey, Right Hook Ray, I just came across your podcast." Big fan. I, I like your honesty and transparency and just how open you are about being vulnerable doing 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 the show. Thanks, and it's it's that obvious. He's like he's like you seem to know you seem to know your shit and honestly, honestly, you're highly you're highly funny and entertaining. I'll take that as a compliment. I'm I'm not I don't believe that, but I'm also hard on myself sometimes too. My question or questions are what are your takes on what 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 are my takes on today's modern wrestling and any changes, adjustments, or takeaways that you would make to make it better? And also and also how uh, how in starting the podcast, how, what, and why caused it? I guess weird way to word it, but I got them. Um Anyway, from Chris, Chris from Chris from Detroit, closer to eight mile. I don't want to put that, but cool reference. <laughs> um, thanks, Chris. Um, I guess I'll go backwards. Uh, second question first. Um, how I got into wanting to do a podcast. Um, ironically, anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a big talker. Um. I don't like talking. I don't like the sound of my voice. Um, if you guys haven't noticed in the previous six episodes, I have a little bit of a stuttering problem. I get antsy, get anxious, get a little ahead of myself. But um, about a little over a year ago, uh, a friend of mine uh, who's on the wrestling show that I'm on, that I got invited to be on, uh, Mafia Bob, he messaged me on Instagram saying that him and his partner, Lon or Lonnie Boy, we're thinking about doing a wrestling show and anybody who knows me knows that I'm kind of, kind of a big wrestling nerd. And they said they wanted me on the show. I immediately doing what I tend to do with a lot of things, shut it down, was very negative. Like, nah, it's not me. 
I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't like how I'm on TV. I look like a fat fuck, etc., etc. After a little bit of twisting the arm, I, I something said, do try it. So I did. Um, we had our first meeting a couple weeks after that. We did recording, and we've been going ever since with uh, Lonnie Boy's House Show. Um, shameless plug. You can find the episodes of Lonnie Boy's House Show on Armstrong. Armstrong Cable's YouTube channel. Just type in Lonnie Boy's House Show, um, and and it should pop right up. I, I hope something good. I, I don't. It's funny. I'm I'm kind of like some other podcasters. Um, I will I will do a podcast, but I won't go back and listen to it just because I just I don't want to hear my voice. I don't want to hear my voice. I don't want to look at myself. It's it, it it's a weird thing. Uh, why? Um, I. Over the years, I kind of became a big podcast listener, and I just thought it was cool. And I'm probably going to really pull back the curtain. I've always wanted to do, I want to find, I'm still on this mission or search in my life to find find my purpose, to find something that I want to do and that I love to do, that, that, I, that, I'll, that I'll wake up in the morning and look forward to doing kind of thing, and just getting up and... The concept of getting up and basically basically recording yourself talking about things you love and being compensated for it was just a mind-blowing concept. And you know, that's something I'd like to do since I really didn't finish college to be a, a writer like I want to be. And I feel that I'm way too old to go back to do it. Um, you know, I just, I'm kind of a a misfit misfit fuck up I guess but um yeah I got just um this year's been an interesting year I had a bit of a medical scare at the start of the year and with um the pandemic I was laid off from work so I had all this time so I had this extended summer break and I was like well if I have this time off I guess this is a good attempt to finally do what I've been saying I want to do for a couple of years and I do a podcast so I went on Amazon and ordered a mic and this past summer, like, in my head, I'm just going to kind of go off the road here. In my head, I had so many things that I wanted to do and accomplish that I could have, that I had. Like, I wanted to, like, have the time to lose crap ton of weight and start this podcast and have, like, 50, like 20 episodes, 25 episodes and have traction and someone hear it and actually make real money off of it. So when it came time, if I could go back. I had I had choices to either go back or not go back, and none of that happened um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I'm I'm also the type of person, and I've been this type of person pretty much forever. That I'm I'm always playing I'm always playing catch up I'm always playing from behind. It's it's like a competition, and I look at a lot of my friends and peers and see how great they're doing, and like I, I feel like anything that I do put myself into uh or or at least involve myself in i needed to i needed to be perfect or i needed to be a home run right away because i have to make up for so much lost or failed time and that's what i'm trying to do here and you know you know there were some days i i just was very depressed and didn't want to do anything or doubted myself or 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 just simply or just simply didn't um didn't really 
believed that it was possible and a ton of things. And, you know, every now and again, if I need a kick in the pants and just a couple weeks ago, I found out that I was officially off from work, so I have a little bit more time. So I'm, I'm trying to maximize this time for real and really hop on it. Haven't been the best at it, but a lot better than what I was. Um, you know, so I'm doing this because one, it's something I want to do, and two, it's something I hope to make make a job or career out of, and and really like enjoy it. And if it also helps someone get through a day or make someone smile or entertained or help someone out, that's always a plus for me too. Um. So that's why. Uh, other thing about the name. Um. As far as my opinion on today's wrestling, um, this actually might be a question that I'm actually comfortable answering. To and to give a short answer and then go into in depth with it, my opinion on today's wrestling is hopeful but hopeless, and I can elaborate. Um, I am, I guess, by definition, if you had to categorize me in a, in, a, in a fan base, I'm a classic or traditional wrestling fan. Um, I miss the old stuff, like Attitude Era, territory stuff. Um, I have a book that I slowly, very slowly crack into, which, quite honest, that's another thing that I kicked myself in the pants for, that I haven't finished the book yet. Uh, I have the book by by the great Tim Hornbaker, Death, um, Death of the Territories, and I'm about a quarter of the way through, and uh, it just reminds me how much how much better or enriched pro wrestling was um, back when there were territories. Yes, it's a little bit um, archaic to think of, but. Um, Again, my, my 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 opinion or view of today's wrestling is hopeful but hopeless, and it's just because there's hope that things can change, something can make a change to go back to the good old ways, and it's hopeless because everything's just too far gone. Um, I guess I can go piece by piece, and then maybe give my like like total utopian fantasy dream world scenario of what it would be i'll try to keep it brief but this might be a little long so but it's my show so i guess it's fine um i guess i'll start with the top uh wwe um if i could i would really just dump the creative process completely that's not an octave vince mcmahon and this is going under under the assumption that i don't have complete control but I have enough of control to make some changes, you know, with um, with Vince McMahon's blessing. Um, change the change the creative process. No, it's it's no offense to the writers that are, that are there, have been there, but a lot of them are, are writing silly, very stupid or convoluted stuff. It's almost as if they're going so far out of their way to be sports entertainment. When everyone with with any sense of a very dependable IQ knows that it's sports entertainment, so you don't have to do that. 
Um, I would bring in wrestling minds into the wrestling part of the WWE business. Um, I obviously know it won't happen, but um, if you bring back in Jim Cornette, who's very opinionated, and a lot of people, it's it, it's a love-hate thing with Jim. But if you bring back in a Jim Cornette, uh, bring Paul Heyman in, um, you know, a, a lot of great creative pro wrestling minds and have them just retool the, retool the product and make it more sports-based and about the pro wrestling again. Or, or as I say, sprinkle some pro wrestling on your sports entertainment, then it'll be fine. Um, but to get knee-deep into it, Raw being three hours is an absolute, just, it's bad. Yes, yes, I understand that they're getting paid a lot of money to have that third hour. Um, if that's the case, do Raw as a two-hour show, and then basically make then basically make the third hour going in Raw, or like going in Raw, or some kind of recap show, sort of you know, like you know a recap show that's going over you know big spots and moments in 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 the show, and and you know enhancing stories and angles and. And, and don't make third hour total waste, but make it something to set up things. Um, I would also, in, in a lot of ways, trim the roster or find a way to work work with other promotions to give guys places to go. I guess, in a way, slowly, slowly, slowly redo a territory, a territory-based thing. Because uh, a lot of guys that are on the rosters are just – sitting around or not being properly used and and it's sad because there's a lot of really good talented guys that really could be big stars somewhere else that are not being used at all um as far as smackdown goes there's really nothing smackdown needs to change other than the other than the creative process they're on the right channel they're on the right night um it's just a matter of changing the changing the creative. I would give that to a wrestling creative mind. Uh, we've we know well us wrestling fans know that when Paul Heyman did it in in the early two thousands during that uh, ruthless aggression period, SmackDown was what was a phenomenal show. So I, I would let Paul do that and kind of leave Paul to his to to his. Um, devices and, and fix that NXT I would let Triple H and his crew run that since that's the since that's the since that's the top brand as far as in-ring product goes uh, I wouldn't touch any of those guys have them move to any of the bigger brands unless unless there's an absolute big match in weight for one of them don't touch them um uh, yeah, that's bad for WWE. I'm honestly going. I'm going to do my whole utopian plan vision at, at the end. Um, I'm going to cover WWE and AEW. I'm not really going to go in depth with Impact, Ring of Honor, and New Japan. I'll, I'll touch on them, but I'm not going to go in depth with AEW. Um, a lot of people will probably hear anything that I've said on on Boys House Show and think that I'm a hater. I'm not a hater of AEW. I will. I want AEW to honestly succeed. 
and be a true alternative for guys and gals to go to if they don't want to do anything with WWE. But we have been sold a bill of goods and have, and have been lied to by someone who's very incompetent and is really, in essence, he's basically myself and many of you as wrestling fans, except the difference is he has a rich father that really gives him that gives him endless money to basically to basically pretend to be a wrestling promoter. And Tony Khan can, can know about data and stats and you know, great. That's all well and good if you work for your dad when it comes to the wrestling business and knowing how to put on a good wrestling show. He he doesn't. And it shows. Um, yes, I know the hardcore passionate eight uh aew stands that think anything they do is gold and magic and never is crappy will never think anything's wrong and that's fine like that's fine but it's also stupid and it's probably the biggest part of the problem but there there there's just a lot of holes in what aw's doing prime example uh chris jericho Chris Jericho, in the initial three months of them being on TV, was doing the most excellent piece of work that he's probably done in 10 years. You know, he, 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 he was doing pro wrestling, and he was doing it well, and he was getting the show over. And all of a sudden, somewhere, I'm going to say, I'm going to say around the pandemic, he just stopped. He just stopped, and he wanted to be a part of the cool kids. You know, he started doing all the silly stuff. To me, it started with that really awful double or nothing football stadium stampede match that was just like a half hour of just of garbage. And it, it was it, it was terrible. And honestly, for Chris Jericho to say that it was some of his best work ever really makes me concerned about Chris. Um because ever since then, everything he's done has been awful. And I, I I never thought I'd say this, but I feel Chris Jericho like went off went off the cliff and his work and everything dropped as soon as as soon as there were no fans allowed, you know, and all of a sudden there weren't fans singing 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 his um his uh theme song you know like all of a sudden that was gone and then everything else went and i I don't need to go into the matt hardy drone feud thing the orange cassidy feud that that chris jericho chris jericho had he had he had to do because orange cassidy was a hot commodity at the time so like i said before orange cassidy was Orange Cassidy had his 15 minutes and Jericho had, had to cash in on it. And it ended in that joke of a Mimosa Mayhem match where Jericho's in a, a vat of orange juice and champagne. And it's stupid. And it's very much beneath Jericho. And it makes him look goofy. And a lot of the rest of the show. Um, I, 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 I've I been a big fan of the Young Bucks. I've been a big fan of um, Kenny Omega. And I was one of the many that was screaming from rooftop saying, oh my God, they're so good. Just wait, just wait. You know, you know, they, 
they will be so awesome, you know, on um, on um, on um, North American TV. And they have done everything to prove all the naysayers and people who people who would tell me or laugh at me about it. Right, the Young Bucks do a lot of a lot of their version of WWE skit comedy, but it's cool because it's their stuff. Kenny Omega is doing a lot of his corny stuff that just, it doesn't work. And again, AEW has basically become a place where guys go, where guys go to do their version of WWE comedy, except it's funny to them because it's their stuff and no one's, and no one's there to tell them no, to tell them no, like that sucks. And that's just the truth. And, you know, shows. Um, prime example of that is Miro or Rusev, whatever he's calling himself now. He, he looks like a goof. And he went from being this Eastern European badass brute to this blonde-haired millennial gamer. And it's, it's just a joke. Um, the only positives of AEW have been um, MJF, the introduction of MJF. I do like Darby Allen. Uh, to me, John Moxley has done a great job. Um, Cody Rhodes has been phenomenal. And um, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and probably just stop there, you know, and and probably Adam Page at first. But everything else has been horrible. The, the women's division isn't even worth discussing. They really need to not do anything more to it, but instead fix it. The tag division is wishy-washy. Um, but it's gotten more solid since bringing in FTR revival, especially now them as champs. That, that really should be good. Um. They, they haven't used a lot of the resources they have. They have Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard there. They don't use them for experience. I don't I don't get it. Um, I still hold out hope that all this can be fixed and it'll be changed. And, you know, all the promises that were mentioned early on about it being a sports-based presentation and records counting will hopefully come true someday. And um, hopefully that changes. As far as AW goes, but right now, if this is if this is what it's supposed to be, I don't see this going going for going for one more full year. It, it just can't. Um, it's like I've said on the house show. I know I'm saying it a lot. Get get give me less Mar- Marco stunt. Give me less <laughs> Joey Joey Janella. And give me more serious tag team matches, and give me more MJF, and that'll do wonders for, for that TV show. Really would. Um, but we'll see. It all depends on their quote-unquote fearless leader and, and Tony Khan. And if that's the case, I, I have no faith in it. So that's my take on AEW. Impact for a long time. I just. Didn't care for it, laughed at, scoffed at, spat on it. Um, it wasn't until the Slammiversary pay-per-view this past summer when, when, when ironically, a lot of the WWE guys that left 
that were former TNA guys went back. I got the interest in. Um, it seems like they've done a good job during the pandemic as far as putting on a, a good quality show and not overthinking or overdoing it. Um, their tag division is probably the weakest link despite adding Anderson and Gallows who are making it better. Uh, their female division is really good. They have a lot of good talent. And um, the, the, the men roster is great. There, there are a lot of guys there that a lot of people probably – probably don't even know we're there just because of the name and history and the foul stench that comes with it. But again, from what I've watched, I've been watching it for about a month, month or so. They put on good stuff. Um, they, they, at least they at least are trying to put on good stuff. The Russell house thing. I, I, I can do without some of the corny stuff I can do without. They still impact. still does Im- impact things, but, um, but at least they are trying to do less of it and more of the good stuff. So, and Ring of Honor, I don't know. It just seems like it's it's dying a slow death, unfortunately. Um, and in New Japan for wrestling, it's it's always rock steady. It's always consistent. It's always good. So, you know, they never do anything wrong. They've always been the model of um, model of consistency. So there's no complaints there. Um, I'm gonna attempt here with the remaining time that I may have to give you my utopian vision of what I would do with wrestling if I had if I had the total control to fix and rearrange things. Um I would slowly bring back territories. I would find a way to make the NWA that could be going out of business here soon, which is really sad because there's a lot of good talent that's going to be out of work and have to work in places that just are kind of beneath them or not going to use them, right? But get back on point. I would start a territory and keep it in keep it in the southeast, um, and we would have satellites and satellite promotions in certain spots. Um, we we keep the NWA where. Um, where they uh, currently record in Georgia, um, I would find a way to get to get a territory in that in that Tennessee Kentucky area, and bring and make that Ohio Valley and ask and ask Al Snow to sell and expand it and do that. Um, if we can do a Mid South territory, maybe find a way to do that. Or just create little territories to make up a, a newer NWA. Um, to bring that back and strictly focus on just being pro wrestling and doing what everybody in the past says or has said that they were going to do but end up doing. And that is trying to out WWE, the WWE. You just don't do it. You, you know, you know, uh, does, you know, you, you, I would basically go left when everybody's going right. And just be like, we're worried about wrestling. It, it, it's going to have a more grittier feel. It'll, it'll look more like UFC. Um, who would I put in charge of this of this rec, of this reclamation project? I, I would ask again, guys. You know the history of the NWA or pro wrestling minds. I would ask Jim Cornette. I would ask Dutch Mantel. I would ask um, Lance Storm. To come in and help take over your territory, I actually might ask to keep Al Snow on. Um, you know, just 
slowly build back little territory or build back an NWA territory that would work in certain cities and just focus on that and slowly rebuild that and make that an option for all the guys and gals that just want to do pro wrestling. Um, I would have combined, attempt to combine the promotions of NWA, Ring of Honor. Um, if Lucha Underground is still around, we can probably make a deal there. And I would at least attempt to finally, finally put to bed Impact Wrestling and just put it away. Say, this is no more. You're, you're part of NWA. Um, and uh, do that. Because I think that, that would do wonders. And then, you know, just spread it out and make little sub-promotions in this one alliance. You know, so I'm not saying rename it George Championship Wrestling or, or, or Tennessee or Memphis Wrestling or CWA or – but, hey, but, hey, if we do it, why not? It would probably be a good thing because a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, I know that and come back. So you never know. Um, I wouldn't bring back a WCW. There's no point because they have it now, and it's called AEW. So you leave that alone. Um, I would maybe ask to do a joint partnership, like I would say, I would say a biannual special show with them, you know, and make business there. I would actually work with new. I would work with new. Um, I would work with new new Japan Pro Wrestling as well. You know, because again, it helps out the business as a whole. And you, you, you just simply, you wouldn't care what WWE's doing. You would keep an eye on it and say, oh, okay, cool, but keep moving. You know, so you would so you would work Baltimore, Chicago, St. Louis, Texas, and the Southeast. And maybe Vegas and L.A. You know, just keep it very simple. And just go back to basics, the raw basics. And just do that and just not try to do what WWE has done and, and, and will always do better than you. And that's sports entertainment. Um, to go to AEW, if I could have the universal power out, I would find a way to get rid of Tony Khan. Keep him around as like a figurehead, but he doesn't have any real influence. Um far as their creative process put in a wrestling mind. I don't know if he wants this extra this extra responsibility or not, but I would ask JR to take over the creative process because JR has done that for a very long time and have him just completely retool and retool and remodel and cut and paste the roster to what it should be. Which hopefully means there's no more best friends, there's no more Marco Stunt, there's no more no more Janella, there's no more librarians, there's no more stupid foolishness. And find a way to make it more more of a competitive version to go up against the WWE. Um, that's really it. Um, I definitely would not do a, a, an AW Dark on YouTube. Serves you no purpose. Um, just do two hours and just do it the old-fashioned way. You do certain matches to get certain stars over and go and go from there. Um WWE. Uh this is saying I play power. I would keep Vince on kind of sort of in a in a godfather role. 
um, as the wartime um, con uh, Sigliere, where he's still around, but he doesn't make big decisions. Uh, it will be a joint partnership with myself, Hunter, and Stephanie. Again, Raw, two hours. SmackDown, two hours. I would move NXT off, the, off of USA and put it back on the network and heavily push the network. Be like, if you like NXT and you saw it on the USA network, well, it's back on the network. You have to buy the network to watch it. That way people buy people are buying the network and they see more. That whole business idea. Um, and I'm going to throw a wild card in. If you can find a way to make a fourth brand but make it separate, this is probably way out of the realm of possibility. Um, actually, no, I, I would put this in, I would put this in my territorial partnership sub or alternate brand plan. I would, I would find a way to get Paul, Paul Heyman, the finances needed to, um, to truly, to truly revive, to truly revive ECW and use any of the old guys that honestly can still wrestle, which I think would be two or three guys and in any of the other old guys you 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 honestly can bring in to do commentary or have special moments bring back joey styles and let him do the commentary alone and you do what ecw did but you fine-tune some of the stuff um you work based out of philadelphia you go to hammerstein ballroom in like in like new york you know you don't you don't go big you stay you you, you stay inside your circle um Granted, if they did that on their own as as like as a independent, probably work better. But if they were in the WWE universal realm, I would simply let Shane and Paul do that and do it their way and present it their way because they know what they're doing and they would know how to properly show it. Um also with WWE condensed titles, there will be one world champion no more world in world and universal unless unless it's unless it's wwe world title and the world heavyweight title from from like wcw other than that get rid of the universal with bad luck it hasn't meant anything of value honestly you unify the tag titles and that would therefore unify the tag division um because because the, the tag division on both shows isn't that deep but basically combine them it's a very deep division um same thing with same thing with the female division one title one tag title one one whole division they basically show up on all three shows same thing with tag um i would as much as i was happy to see the cruiserweights get a chance on wwe i've caught one episode of 205 live and that's strictly because they really don't promote it they switch the times and it's just once once you get past one or two guys that honestly could be breakout crossover guys, the rest of the show is not really worth having a show for. Like you can have a crew division and just incorporate them on, on all three shows and not have a two oh five live. Um if you really want to have something showcasing them, um you honestly can make the Cruiserweight Classic a yearly event. 
i.e. sort of um sort of sort of like Crockett Cup, which I'm gonna get to that too. Um again, just do that. Um I will cut back on pay-per-views. Ooh. Uh pay-per-views. Pay-per-views, I know there's one every month or every three weeks now. I would attempt to cut back and cut out at least four paper four pay-per-views for for starters. I would um obviously obviously keep keep the uh traditional four Royal um the the Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. You keep um you keep money in the bank. You would keep Elimination Chamber. That's six. Um, I would bring back King of the Ring as as a as as a tournament pay per view. And um, this is probably a better thing as far as the ECW thing. If you do not want to have ECW as a show, you bring back the one night stands, pay the one night stand shows for once a year, and let. And simply let Paul and Shane run run that one show at Hammerstein Ballroom every year or Manhattan Center the way the way a classic ECW show like would be ran and find a way to make it a universal um, a universal clause thing where a- anyone from any promotion that had any affiliation with ECW can come in and work that night. Or be there that night. So, um, to go back to the AEW side, if they wanted to do some specials, I know they have Full Gear and Double or Nothing and All Out or All In. I feel that they can do, or I'm sorry, the NWA. I feel that they can work with the NWA in in sort of like reviving the Crockett Cup on major TV, doing a big tag team tournament, but using every using top tag teams from all promotions, AW, NWA's affiliates, WWE, and New Japan, Progress, the whole nine yards, any any team that's worthy of being invited to be invited, you make that a Make that a, a two night pay a two night pay per view or special event, and you know bring that back. Um, I would find a way, I guess, or or you can alternate going going back to the WWE eighth and final pay per view. Um, you can alternate the one night stand with the with the female pay per view or hell or or hell just basically add add a ninth one. And make that the female pay pay per view, and do that. Uh, to be fair, um, and just find a way to make everyone be open to working with everyone because that helps the helps the sport, and the sport and the business of of pro wrestling be uh, be much more stronger. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. So uh, that's. That that's that's the best way that I can answer that, as far as me at, as a wrestling fan goes. Um, 
I'm sure there's a couple more things that I can cover. I'm trying to think over what I uh, probably missed or didn't cover. I guess it's small things. Um, like commentary. Uh, with AEW, Excalibur's gone. He's fired. Um, I would attempt to. I, I would. Uh, I would attempt to enforce a, a two-man commentary booth. It's nothing against three-man commentary booths. It's just they're overdone or or just simply they don't have the right trios. Obviously, obviously, if 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 they have the right trio of commentators, do it. But, you know, um, again, I would fire X Albert from A from from uh, from AEW. He's awful. Let's get him out of there. Him and uh, Alex Marvez. With WWE, I would kindly ask Michael Cole to step aside and do some backstage stuff and and simply um, simply hand the keys to Corey Graves and let him let him be the new guy and basically let him and the other young commentators find their own way to be to be themselves on commentary and make it work because that's pretty much what Bobby Heenan and Monsoon and Jesse Ventura did and just yeah there wouldn't be a lot of micromanaging on that just here's here's things to cover make it your own do it right um yeah um um for more serious and I guess business side um health insurance would, would would be vital for anybody and everywhere. Um, there there would be no more of the ind- the independent contractor issue that's certain that's been recently a hot button issue. That would be taken care of and put away. Um. Yeah, that would be taken care of a lot. Um, we'd find a way to take care of each other and take care of those take care of those before us who made it possible for for us to still do this um there'll probably be some kind of conference a yearly conference with everybody to you know clear the air make it make make clear some things bounce ideas around or heck maybe just maybe plan possibly one huge mix one huge mega, one huge mega show, every couple of years or so, you know, couldn't couldn't totally hurt the business, only help it. Why not? Um, and that's about as far as that question. So um, that I can think of off the top of my head. So thank you, Chris, for that question. Hopefully, I didn't stumble and ramble and sound like an idiot through all, all through all my answers. But uh, thank you for being the first one to send in a question, man. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, now I'm going to try to cover a little bit of wrestling before I go. Um, over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of firings and hirings. Um, AOP, uh, the very good promising tag team from NXT, was was let go of. Um, I'm not going to pretend like, like I'm a Dave Meltzer or something, but I'm going to assume it's because a lot of injuries they were let go of. It's really, really uh, disappointing. They had a lot of promise. And then, you know, they're not there. I'm going to assume once they are 
done done with their 90-day clause that they'll probably show up on AEW. I really was hoping that uh, they would join Heyman and Reigns and make up a really cool heel faction, but that's not happening. Um, Mickey James came back. It's always good for business. She knows what she's doing. It's Debbie Pro. And, you know, just gorgeous milf, I guess. Whatever. That's never a bad choice. Um, Raw Underground keeps getting more intriguing every week. Braun Strowman made his appearance there last week to take on uh, Dada Katab or Kaba, whatever his name is. So now they're doing something with those two. I'm not saying I don't care, but it's not going to do much. Again, I, I think I think Strowman needs to take a break or go away and and re re uh, retool him because it's just not the same. The hurt business is slowly keeps on being the saving grace on, on Raw. They added a uh, Cedric Alexander a week or so ago, so now it's now it's a four man team. Um, and it's again, this is not me being this way because because I am black or African American, but having an African American faction is is kind of cool. Um, you know, I I do want them to eventually just totally take over the underground if they are if they are if they are supposed to be a uh, heel faction. You know, to just take over the underground and create off of that. Uh, Kevin Owens and Aleister Black are starting a feud. It started in it started in the underground, which I thought was cool because both guys, I guess, personas fit the underground. Kevin Owens being a prize fighter, Aleister Black's background, it worked, but they're making it into the ring. That really should be a good match because both guys are excellent. I'm I'm a huge Kevin Kevin Owens fan. Most most things he does turn out good anyway, just because he's He's awesome. Um, then there's some of the potential leavings and rumors. I'll start with Ricochet. I I feel so bad for this guy. He was one of the hottest, most sought-after pieces of talent. And he comes to WWE, comes to NXT, is red hot, does everything right, is just, just doing everything that he's done over the past five plus years and then he gets called up to the main roster and it's just basically shoot on. Um I feel bad for him. There's I don't there's no there's no reason at all why um why honestly he he is not in a more higher role or top babyface role because he's a high flyer, handsome guy, athlete. I don't get I, I'm just lost, but he totally, he totally should, he, he should be a lot higher and used more than obviously what, um, what, um, he is being used. So I think it's a safe bet to assume, um, um, that, um, um, that he will be gone as soon as his, as soon as his contract's up and, I don't want him to make the stereotypical move and go to AEW or or Impact because because I feel I feel that both move both places are going to be a step down for him 
I feel he should just go back to working in, go back to working in, in, um, do, in, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Japan and work there and because he can have a ton of matchups there. The Osprey feud can can like pick up all over again. He can have a feud with Jay White. He can have a feud with Juice Robinson. He can have a feud with so much talent over there and, and, and he's he would be far more suited to work over there than he would in Impact or AEW or Lucha on or Lucha Underground. Um, so I hope that happens. Or the other hope is that he stays and he gets properly used and they start and they start coming around to realize that basically they have a really big star on on hand and that honestly they really need to use him. Uh the other one that's the big one, but it's not surprising, but this happens every time his time's up. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, over the years, I've I've been I've always been a fan of the athlete Brock Lesnar, the wrestler, or and or businessman. Not 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 really the whole part time. I show up very very sparse and limited. And when I do, I don't do much. Thing annoys me. I've also learned being a fan of the athlete Brock Lesnar. He has. He has what I call um, athlete's ADD, where he, where like after after like a couple years, he gets bored of something, and then basically he needs something new. He needs something new to do, or 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 something of that nature, and that's kind of what, and that's kind of been his his pattern. You know, you know, the first time he left. He um, you know he he left to go play football, and he wanted to play football, and then and then that didn't pan out, or he or he got bored of that, and all of a sudden turned to MMA. He had a pretty good run there, and then lost a couple of matches pretty badly, and then came back to wrestling. Has pretty much had a really good run. For him, as far as pay, paydays, and pretty much being able to come and go, you know, as he wants. And it's probably one of those things now. He's bored, and I kind of also, I kind of think uh, COVID has probably has probably helped, has, has probably helped this cause happen because he's not going to come back if there's no fans because no fans means that means that there's no money and Brock and Brock isn't going to partake in anything like that. And I, I hope personally that, that Brock goes back to MMA in, um, in, uh, UFC and, and, and just goes back for a couple of fights. Um, obviously the one I I've been wanting and that a lot of people want, is the the big dream fight with him and John Jones? Um, I I don't see Dana White turning down the opportunity to bring him back for probably one or two massive mega fight paydays because Lesnar Jones alone is going to be worth bringing him back for. He probably can have a match with Cormier to get him out of retirement, 
or um, I can never pronounce this guy's name, but he's the current heavyweight champion, Stepe, Stepe, Mir Crop or whatever. That also could be a match, and obviously the um, the third and final match be between him and um, him and a uh, him and a uh, Velasquez could also be a you know a um, a big match feel too. But obviously the one, obviously the one the one match with Jones alone would be worth having him come back for. And then hopefully after that, Brock just says enough's enough. I've done everything I can. I'm out of here. And he and then he can hang everything up and you know, you know, chill on his ranch and never have to have to worry about it. Never have to worry about a single thing again. And then leave things as uh, as they are. And and I'll be perfectly fine. So. Um, I was also a bit on the, I'm also a, a big believer in sometimes causing chaos and the idea of Brock in AEW sounded cool until I actually sat down and thought about it and there's nothing there for him. There's nothing there for him that would be, I'm trying to think of a word, but real or make sense or logical there's probably two matches max that brock could have with anyone on on that show and that's probably chris jericho just kind of based off the fact that there's real dislike and probably cody just because it never happened and it's and it's cody the sort of top baby face against Brock the big monsters never happened and also I think a large factor is um if Paul if if, if Paul Heyman is not there it's probably not happening as far as far as going to a wrestling promotion it's probably not gonna happen so but I wouldn't be shocked if Brock comes back and he won't come back until basically fans are allowed back in which we don't know when so but I really hope I really hope that that Brock tells Vince thanks thanks for thanks for everything but I'm not coming back I'm going back to UFC you know I have um I have some unfinished business to do and then after that I'm I'm probably gonna hang them up so I hope I hope that's the plan but um that pretty much covers it. For this random hodgepodge episode of shooting the shit with with Red Hook Ray, um, again I just started the mailbag uh, idea. Uh, if you have any questions, send them to send send them to me on Twitter at STS Podcast One, or 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 by email at STS Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Thank you and have and have a good one guys.